Hello, welcome to Legit Bat. Uh, I'm Joe. This is Jen. Hello. Ben's here. Hello. Early on a Friday for us and uh, in the evening for our guest here, Mr. David Icke. And I don't think he really needs much of an introduction, so I won't even try. I mean, if you don't know who he is at this point, you've listened to our show, then uh, go do some Googling, I guess. But he's an author, speaker. Uh, I don't think there's anything he hasn't done uh, in his arena, which, uh, funny enough, I looked at your Wikipedia page just to see what it says, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Original. I, I, no, no, I remember. Um, I remember going into, uh, where would it be? Toronto. Uh, and it was to give evidence at a court case for a friend of mine. And uh, me and Canada don't really get on. Uh, really? And me and the authorities, hmm. me and Canadians go on very well, but me and the authorities don't go on too well. And uh, so uh, every time I go th went through a, a Canadian airport, uh, uh, there was every effort made to um, to stop me getting any further. And I, I remember getting off a plane, and uh, you know, it's it's the usual thing. You go up to the the passport desk, and they they look at your passport. And they shut it, and they say, you know, go over there. So I, uh, I, I went with this um, with this lady in uniform, um, who um, I, I asked her if she'd sued the place, and she said, "What? Uh, where?" I said, "The Charm School." Um, she's very, very unpleasant. <laughs> I then go into um, go into the uh, guy, uh, you know, who's the second look. Uh, uh, talking on Wikipedia, and he, he looks at my passport, and he looks at me, and what, what, why, why is this guy here? So he goes into Wikipedia, <laughs> and he's looking at it for a while, and then he says, "You're famous, aren't you?" You know, <laughs> and um, we we had a nice chat, and I actually got in, which was um, which was well, it wasn't really nice of doing a court case, but at least I got in. Uh, if the first place you're going is Wikipedia, maybe you should. Check and, a couple it should of be the last place, shouldn't it? That's the point. <laughs> yes, it's, it's so full of lies and uh, misrepresentation. Well, uh, it, it, we've had we've found this out through a few other guests that we've had. We've had on uh, Sam Tripoli, Tommy Chong, and uh, a gentleman in the states. He was a ex special forces sniper, and he did uh, ten years called Tactical Insider, where he uh, he trained movie stars on proper weapons techniques and stuff before they would do movie roles. And uh, he has a Wikipedia page because of his foundation, Vets for Child Rescue, which is uh, helping out cases of children who have uh, had sexual assault on them. And you go to his Wikipedia page and they say almost nothing about his actual charity, his actual work, everything that he's poured his life into. Instead, it's all of the stuff that is uh i guess you could say celebrity info the stuff that he did with tactical insider for hollywood and a few other things that he has cameoed in and i brought that up to him on on the show as well and he's like yeah that's the thing all the stuff that you should actually know about a person or you know not even necessarily private or sensitive but the things that actually they've poured their work into you know those are the ones that they don't put in there it's all the stuff that they think you want to hear yeah, I found it funny with that guy uh, in um, immigration in Canada that he was getting his information about who I was from Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I, computer, I thought that was hilarious and ridiculous, of course. Uh, but, of course, Jimmy Wales, who was uh, the co-founder or founder of um, 
of Wikipedia. He's one of these uh, Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum uh, young young leader graduates. I mean, they're everywhere. And what Wikipedia has done is uh, basically hijack um, the version of history, the version of um, various events, and the version of people that um, the public are told to believe. And you know, how many um, in academia? How many, you know, people at school and kids at school and university and uh, when they're doing their research for their various things, how many use Wikipedia as their, you know, foundation source when when it's full of such nonsense and so unbelievably um, biased? Uh, but again, when you when you look at what's happening in terms of control of people's perception uh, it's done by control of the information they receive and therefore uh, over a long period of time i've been tracking this all these elements of um, information um, communication and sources of communication sources of information have been either created by this uh, cabal we'll call it um, or have been uh, bought up and hijacked by them. So if if you um, want to control what people receive, well, you and, and here, then and then you um, do all the unbelievable levels now of censorship, uh, and right. uh, you control the education system. So you control what people are taught in their formative years. You control the media, which is constantly parroting the same narrative that we've seen so blatantly in the last two years. But then you also um, make sure you control um, other sources of information about people and events like um, by controlling Wikipedia. So it's it's all part of the same web of controlling what you see and hear. Thus, the goal is to control what you perceive things to be. Yep. Yeah, that's the illusion of freedom that we have walking around thinking we're doing whatever we want, but we're really just doing what we think we're allowed to do or what we're supposed to do because the media tells us to. Well, that, or, that's, that's absolutely right. Uh, uh, the, the, great, um, the greatest way of suppressing people's ability to critically think and to, um, to look at the world um, from a, uh, a point of view that questions it is to persuade people that they are questioning it and they are critically thinking when all they're doing is parroting the official narrative without question. I mean, I've well, we all have, haven't we? Uh, I've witnessed this so many times in these um, COVID years um, of you, you, you hear people, what they, what they do is they say, I'll tell you what I think's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. And what then comes out of their mouth is the official narrative from government and authority, undiluted, um, straight repeated. But, and those people genuinely think that they are um, coming to their own conclusions when their conclusions have been given to them. So, well, you know, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's so important to persuade people that they're not controlled when they are, because if they realize they're controlled, then they, they, a defense mechanism comes up and they start to be aware of it. And then the next question is, why am I being controlled? Why am I being told to think this? Why is this um, 
a, 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 a policy of government to, to to dictate what I think. So you're in you're in a defensive mode. You're in an aware mode. But when you think you're thinking for yourself, when you're uh, repeating um, the bullet points of government, then you have no defense mechanism. You just take them and repeat them and think it's coming from you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to critically think about anything when you don't know what to believe. I've had that conversation with a lot of people or, you know, even researchers. I'm like, so you research, but how much do you believe of these documents that you're researching? I mean, you you're allowed to get your hands on them for some reason. So how much can you believe of that? And same with history. We've had that uh, history has been so manipulated from who knows when. I don't even know how much to believe of the last hundred years, let alone the last couple hundred years. Have you ever got into any of that of the, you know, 1800s, that kind of era? Oh, I, I mean, I've basically got into everything in the last 32 years. Um, but but you make a very valid point uh, that I'm constantly aware of. Um, uh, and um, it's it's what do you believe? Because um, I, I, I was um, I was not a scholar at school. I, it bored me to tears. School bored me to tears. And I spent most of the time looking out the window. I went there to be with my mates and play soccer. Um, uh, but the two, thing, uh, two things that kind of interested me a bit were, were history and, um, and geography and things like that. Um, and English, uh, writing English, not the rest of it. Uh, but once I started to um, awaken to the world in 1990, you, you then start to look at everything anew because something's happened to your consciousness. You're not seeing the world in the same way. So you look at everything anew. And you start to realize that all the history you were taught at school is a load of old nonsense. It's, it, it, it wasn't like that at all. It's like, uh, you know, you look at the world wars as if they just broke out spontaneously. They were um, orchestrated by the same network to transform human society. It's a, a process um, that you could call creative destruction. You're, you're pushing the world in a particular direction. And to do that, you have to constantly destroy status quos because status quos, the way things are, are blocks to where you want to go. So you have to keep uh, destroying them. So you destroy the, uh, the status quo of the world in the First World War. And the world was very different in the pre in the um, in, in, in between wars period. And then um, you do it again, not long afterwards, and you absolutely transform the world massively into a, a much more centralized uh, entity with the uh, International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the uh, Bretton Woods Agreement, and all these things that came out of it, and the United Nations. It was all about centralization of power. And if, um, if anyone wants a, a perfect example of creative destruction, then it's the COVID uh, period because uh, 2019 is not coming back uh, because it, 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 the status quo of 2019 has been destroyed by, by the COVID hoax. Uh, and so you are um, constantly seeing this destruction of status quos to push the world in a certain direction. Now, official history that's taught to the kids and the students, that's never even mentioned. Oh, are you kidding? So the, the whole uh, uh, description and uh, official history is nonsense you have to go looking for um for your own uh, to get anywhere near the truth uh, and even then you know um 
you get really deep into it like what is reality what is this place where uh, you know uh, where are we who are we in that level of it and the whole thing becomes uh, an illusory nonsense uh, never mind you know just history yeah 100 ben were you about to say something Oh, uh, just a couple of things that were rattling around going back to the freedom of choice uh, or the illusion of choice. It's been something that I've said for years, even, you know, prior to all of the recent nonsense that we've seen globally and nationally and microscopic level. Uh, I, I said it's, it's the idea of my son coming down and saying he's hungry for breakfast. And I say, OK, you can have, you know, Captain Crunch or you can have fruity pebbles. Well, now he thinks that he's picking his breakfast, but there's a whole other world of eggs and, and bacon and, and pancakes and all of this stuff. But we end up falling into this trap where when you're presented with a very itemized choice, it immediately makes you feel like you're choosing when really there's a whole bunch of other ones. And I, I've liked uh, our presidential election is, is the exact thing that I think about where I'm like, it it's it's they're just giving you the candidates that they want you to pick from. They could really give a shit less which one you choose. At the end of the day, there's 9,000 other people running for president, but you don't ever hear about those guys. You don't, All you hear about is, you know, the eight and then the four and then the two. And you think that you're choosing. And I'm like, that. that's not how that works. Um, going to Joe's point, though, uh, Looking back, the more that we have and watching a few documentaries as well as uh, prior to him setting up uh, this podcast with you, me and uh, my fiance had had watched uh, Escaping the Matrix on Prime. And uh, when he told me that he was able to schedule you, I was absolutely stoked. Um, and looking at history, watching these documentaries, finding these things and in this industry, being able to talk to some of the great names in these fields you end up finding out it's like, even if you, even if some of the things in history are true, so much of the truth has either been glossed or it has been um, twisted. So it, there's, there might be nuggets of truth in, in all of the lies. And that's what exactly makes it hard to decipher which part is lies and which part is just fudging the truth a little bit. And the more that you end up peeling back the layers, the more you go exactly to what you had said. Why? Why are they trying to deceive us? And when you get to that point, um, the point of being in the middle where you go, oh, I don't know shit. The more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know shit. That's the starting point of starting to learn the actual things that you need to learn. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all that. And funnily enough... Um... I, I've worked um, from the premise uh, all these years of a quote that's attributed to Socrates in ancient Greece, which is, to paraphrase it, wisdom is knowing how little we know. Uh, if you uh, look at um, the way perceptions are manipulated, that whole area of there are unknowns kind of gets lost it's founded on black and white this is how it is and you're right with your comment on choice you choose this is this is how it is or that is this is how it is 
And so if we look at the current situation in Ukraine, you're given a choice of being a, a Putin um, apologist um, or being a supporter of freedom and democracy by supporting the uh, Ukraine government. When, um, in, if you really research this uh, deeply, um, or not even deeply, you find that actually you're looking at, um, and this is this happens with with all the kind of you know conflicts. You're looking uh, not at good guys and bad guys. You're looking at psychopaths against psychopaths. So the Ukraine government is actually deeply corrupt. I mean, I went to Ukraine to speak in, I think it was about 2010, when uh, Yanukovych, the Russian-supported um, guy, was um, was in charge. And it wasn't free then, even though they they had apparent elections. It wasn't free then. Um, I, I right. was I, I was interviewed uh, while I was there on the on a mainstream um, breakfast show, and I was I had a interpreter next to me uh, who was telling me what the question was, and then was telling the questioners in the audience what I said. And I was talking about the ludicrous situation, for instance, in which Yanukovych was um, thrown out of office in a, quote, revolution called the Orange Revolution in 2004. And then they didn't like the guy who came in to replace him. Mm -hmm. And because of this two-party nonsensical system, again, absolutely what you were talking about, you're given a choice. It, it, you've got a choice, an illusion of choice. You've got a choice between party A and party B. Sometimes there's a C, but mostly party A and party B. Right. So you you choose party uh, A um, and you don't like him. So in 2004, they threw Yanukovych out in the Orange Revolution, which Soros was massively behind. Um, and then they didn't like the guy that came in, party B. So they come to the, the next election and they think, well, we don't like the guy in office, Party B, so we better go back to Party A. And who was who was still who was still the head of Party A, Yanukovych? So they voted back in the leader they'd thrown out in the 2004 Orange Revolution. And I made this point. I said, this is ridiculous. I was making the point about the illusion of choice, political choice. And, and this uh, interviewer leaned forward to the um, the interpreter and said something while I was given the answer. And uh, afterwards, I, I said to him, "What did she say to you?" She, she said, "She said, don't interpret that. You know, don't translate that." Uh, in oh, other words, shit. and this this is this is this is when Ukraine was apparently a, a, you know a, a democracy under Yanukovych, and then because of a, a, a absolutely American. Uh, coup in 2014 they threw Yanukovych out again and he fled to Russia um, and and eventually this uh, guy came in uh, Zelensky he's a total crook he, he's um, uh, controlled by oligarchs uh, and uh, he's in many ways he's an oligarch himself uh, and uh, the United States controls Ukraine and um, of course this global cult I talk about controls America as it controls you know the rest of the world in terms of its direction uh, and 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 yet, what we're told to do is Ukraine, white, good guys, 
good guys over here, good guys. Russia, bad guys. Not just Putin, all Russians, bad guys, right? Hate them all. And um, even it, Russian cats. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, it's got, I, mean, I, I was, what was I reading this morning? It was a, uh, Russians have been banned from a tree competition or something. You know, I'm sure Putin's <laughs> ready to, uh, uh, ready to uh, um, surrender immediately. But the, 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 <laughs> the point being that exactly as you've just said, you're given these black and white illusions of choice and told that you have freedom because you have choices. It's uh, in politics as in breakfast cereal. Yep. And it's comfortable for people. It's, it's difficult for people to think outside the box and take what someone's telling them who's in a position of power and say, oh, okay, well, I don't believe you. It's easier and more comfortable just to say, okay, this is good. And even if you don't agree, you at least have one other choice that you can make. And that's your escape, the illusion of escape, which, I guess. Which is exactly where everybody ends up falling into, where they go, well, I don't like this guy, but I don't like this guy more. So I'm going right. to vote for the guy that I don't don't dislike as much and the lesser of the two evils. And I'm like, you realize it's still evil at the end of it, but people do it anyway. Well, well overthrowing yeah. the system is way too hard. Yeah, I, I, I was find that with um what people call happiness i you know i look at people and you know they tend to define their happiness by their state of unhappiness it's a similar situation right i feel right. less unhappy today so i must be happy i don't think many people even know what happiness is because of the way this world is run and constructed and the pressures and stresses of um of surviving the system every day but it, it is uh, I, again this is this is a fundamental point and and area that we're talking about because all human behavior comes from human perception we behave as we do because we perceive as we do so the whole foundation of mass global population control is based on controlling the perceptions the mind of the of the people because uh, if you look at the mathematics of uh, the number of people being manipulated to the number of people in full knowledge doing it, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's insane. It, if you go deep enough into this cult, you'll you get to a point where you get the, the people at the inner core in one room. So you can't, um, you can't physically control people en masse, billions and billions of them. You can... Um, you can in small areas, but you can't in 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 totality. Well, they're, they're trying to do that. This is the whole point of connecting the human brain to AI. That's massive control um, of what perception. That's what that's all about. But before they get to that point um, of having AI give you your perceptions direct, which is what that's all about, uh, you have to. Um, mold people's perceptions of reality and it's not only about uh telling people what to think it's and we're now seeing this clearly um it's about preventing access to information that might get them to think a different way so this uh, this censorship is um is is not uh, you know j just for the sake of it it's it's to a very specific end which i said in books long long ago like decades ago the idea is to reach a point 
where no one will see or hear anything that isn't sanctioned by authority. And we're moving towards that very fast. Um, and that the reason for that is if all you receive is information pointing in a certain direction, then you are highly likely to believe it. And it becomes your perception. And if, if once they've got your perception, they've got your behavior, and collectively they completely control human society. This is, this is what this is all about. It's all psychological. If you break down the COVID years, it's all psychological. These uh, so-called restrictions of masks and social distancing and lockdown, they uh, all had a foundation in manipulating the psychology of the population. And what it has done, I, I've heard a, a lovely phrase um, uh, in the last few days where uh, someone described what has happened as people being COVID trained. And um, it's, it's like almost like training a dog in the sense that you get them into the mode of acquiescence. So uh, first of all, you start by triggering the acquiescence through fear of not surviving. Uh, fear of the unknown and fear of death, which is the ultimate fear of the unknown for so many people, um, is mercilessly manipulated. It's fear of death and fear of the unknown that gives doctors and the medical profession and you know, dark suits like Fauci, so much power over people's psyche. Because it's like, I don't know when it's coming. I don't know what happens when it happens. So I want to I want to stay alive as long as possible. So save me, doctor. And and you, people can become uh, completely perceptually dependent in terms of their health on the on the 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 medical. Uh, system driven and funded by big pharma that the last thing that cares right. about is, is your health so um the, the first step in the covid uh training was to get people in the spring of 2020 to acquiesce and to um go under house arrest without uh real question very few people questioned it um because it was well my survival and my children's survival might depend on it. And we, we saw pictures of people uh, keeling over in the street in uh, uh, China from a, quote, virus that hasn't had that effect anywhere else, strangely. Uh, but it, 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 it frightened, terrified many people into acquiescence. Some people are still terrified of it. Um, and so that, that was a big kind of step in the, the COVID training getting people into the mode of acquiescing. And, and, and the, another part of this uh, is to get people to acquiesce to nonsensical things without question. Because the more nonsensical you uh, present people um, with in terms of what you tell them to do, the more you take over their psyche when they acquiesce to the stupid. So there's a few things that have gone on. This is all the, the psychology that's gone on. For instance, we've always had morons um, uh, liberally um, uh, scattered around politics and political leaders. I mean, absolutely. 
But if you look at the political leaders around the world, so many that have come through the Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum Young Leaders um, uh, School as graduates, um, the, the, the level of moron is unbelievable. Uh, when you look at Trudeau in Canada, you look at Ardern in, um, in, in New Zealand, uh, you look at Macron in France, Johnson in Britain, Biden and uh, Harris in the United States, and so it goes on. Uh, and then you look at the moronic nature of so many people who were um, dark suit medical uh, officials that were telling you what, what you had to do. And so um, they were telling you to follow the science because everything, the whole psychological game is to invert everything so that what is um, becomes uh, the opposite of what is. And it's the opposite of what is you have to believe is real. So everything's inverted. So um, we were uh, told this was all for our health, for instance, when it was actually about destroying health and particularly um, controlling the psyche. And so people got into this mode of acquiescence. Not everybody, a lot of people kind of saw it and started breaking out of it. It's great, a lot of people have woken up, but a, the, the, a real core section of humanity has just become like, um, we had in the 60s, only the Adam in America, nodding dogs. For some reason, people put the, the toy dogs in the back of their car. And as the car moved around, the, 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 the head of the dog <laughs> would nod. I mean, why anybody wants one of those? But they did. It was quite the thing at one time. And, and Mostly people, really old people, I think. Yeah, people have become like nodding dogs. You know, authority says, so, so I do. Uh, and now, time for your friendly ad break. Uh, and the more, like I say, the more moronic the person telling you, the more obviously moronic the person telling you, and the more moronic what they are telling you to do, the better from a psychological point of view, because when you um, do moronic things because moronic people have told you, what you're actually handing over is your self-respect, not just your right to think and come to your own conclusions. You're handing over your self-respect. And... Uh, once you've handed over self-respect, then nothing's left but submission. That's all that's left. So if you if you look at the difference, the psyche, psyche difference, the psychological difference between those who have acquiesced without question and those that didn't really want to acquiesce, but they did it anyway because they were frightened of not acquiescing, you look at the difference between those people and those that um, are, are refusing to uh, to bow to it, and the massive difference between the two is this group has self-respect and this group has given it away. Uh, and, and it's self-respect that stands up to tyranny. Obviously, without self-respect, you do what tyranny tells you. That's why these two groups, those that acquiesce without question, just do what they're told. And those that acquiesce because they're frightened of not acquiescing, those are the two groups that have allowed every tyranny in history to, to prevail and to be imposed. Uh, whereas the this other group um, that uh, will not acquiesce to stupid and will not acquiesce to tyranny, that's the group with self-respect that has ended every tyranny in history. And the dynamic is exactly the same today as it's um, as it's uh, always been. And so um, this is a psychological game that's being played. You know, uh, in Britain, just as an example, but it would be the same in other countries too, uh, absolutely. Um, 
the government is part owner, it's called the cabinet office, of an organization called the Behavioral Insights Team. And this is an organization part owned by government whose absolute uh, role is to uh, manipulate the behavior of the population so that they will do what the government tells them. That's, that's their brief. That's why they're there. And we've had a, a lady, for instance, in Britain called Susan Mikey, Professor Susan Mikey, who is a behavioral psychologist and a leading light, incidentally, in the uh, British Communist Party, who has been a major advisor to government on, on masks and, and all these um, other restrictions. And she's been turning up uh, through the COVID era on mainstream media, interviewing her all the time, telling you why masks are important, why kids should have them on their faces all day at school. Uh, and it's all psychology, it's nothing to do with health. And, and what we've seen is this, this parting of the ways where it's become, it's always been there, but it's become more like a chasm in the COVID era of those who, um, who acquiesce and those who won't and uh you know it's um we're we're almost living in two societies now well we are that was intentional too do you think that was manufactured to split us up like that um because they have to know that there's a section of the populations that's never going to acquiesce or they're just trying to weed them out so they can it, we're easier to get rid of or you know what's going on well, with I, I, I think you i think you picked up uh, both points there um obviously there are going to be people who will not acquiesce now i guess the question they had is how many will that number be uh, and what we're seeing now is a lot of people who had the jab because they felt it would allow them to go back to normal uh, the people telling you have the jab by the way were the were the ones that destroyed your normal uh, and and um and and because they thought, well, I, I've got to do it to keep my job. And now as these things have been rolled back, it's a stage, it's not the end. Um, those people, are, a lot of them anyway, are looking at the situation and saying, well, why the hell did I have it? Why, 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 why did I have it? I mean, I, obviously, I haven't gone near it. And in, in, in England, I, I have, I'm under no more restrictions for not having it than people who've had three. So what's the point? You know, I mean, you know, those who had it because they thought it would protect them because they, you know, they don't read the not even the big print, never mind the small print. Well, you know, they're still OK with it. But there's a lot of people who had it because they were basically bullied into it uh, who are now going, what's happening? Why is this happened? And why are you telling me I've got to have more? I mean, talking about four, even five now in England. And, and those people are moved, a lot of those people have moved over into this other group uh, saying uh, there's something going on here and it's not right. So, you know, the, this this group is 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 um, is getting bigger. There's no doubt about it. But uh, going back to your two points, they knew that this group would uh, would exist. The question was, how big would it be? But it's all also done something else. And, you know, when you whenever you're in a situation there's things you're going to have to do and of course people are going to stand up and all the rest of it um 
but in doing so you're going to give some uh, benefits to that you're standing up against and so what um, the jab has done particularly is to highlight those people in society who a think for themselves and b when they've thought for themselves will not have it if they see that it either it's a scam or it's being done to enslave them so this have the jab or not have the jab has been a um has highlighted that group that thinks for itself and um won't um won't acquiesce to what it can see is going on and so this whole idea of um getting rid of people in the military and other organizations because uh, they won't have the jab what that is doing is ridding the military of anyone who thinks for themselves and then won't uh, and then will stand up uh, 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 to what they see so if you want a, a military for instance that you eventually want to turn on the american people you don't want people in it who are going to say hold on a minute i'm not doing that <laughs> you kidding i'm here to protect the american people not turn a gun on them so they want those out and they know that those uh, non-jabbed uh, refusers will um, very highly likely say i'm not turning the gun on american people so that they are they are creating this uh, mentality uh, within uh, all these different levels of law enforcement which is designed to um, just follow orders without question do you think there's anything more to the the jabs though besides just splitting people apart i mean the mrna that's not even hidden uh whether there's graphene or whatever else in there i, I don't claim to know i don't know what to believe on that but what, what's your uh thoughts on what exactly is in the jab and what maybe it is doing well i've um i i've looked at this in great detail um and uh you know and not just now and not just during the COVID era but before um and the thing is that you go certain amount a certain depth in the rabbit hole and you'll see uh, levels of manipulation uh, and um, levels of deceit that you don't see here uh, and you will then become aware of some of what's going on but if you only stay at that level of the rabbit hole uh, and you don't keep going uh, uh, as deep as it's necessary to go then you only know some of it and it's very difficult to at that level to put into context what's happening you know it's happening but why is it happening and the deeper you go in the rabbit hole the more the whys are ticked why is this happening so i mean over the last 32 years i've I've actually had as much um, a stick and abuse and ridicule from uh, massive elements, uh, well, until relatively recently, from alternative people as I have from the mainstream. Because I've had a simple philosophy. I want to know what's going on. I'm not attached to what's going on. I want to know what's going on. I don't go with a preconceived idea because that's the worst thing you can because that's when you, you start editing information or won't go into areas where there's information that would challenge your current belief system. So you just keep going around like an eddy with the same belief. And we go back to Socrates. Wisdom is knowing how little we know. Uh, it, 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 once you realize that you, we, we actually know a fraction 
then your 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 motivation your uh, perception of of everything is there's always more to know always and so you keep going down the rabbit hole when you do that and so um i i ended up in uh, areas of uh, nature of reality uh, the fact that i suggest i have done since the turn of the millennium that this uh, reality is actually a, a, a virtual reality simulation that we're uh, in part, uh, um, experiencing at this level anyway um and and you start to realize the um the way the human body is used as a prison cell a perceptual prison cell so uh, people who um are entrapped in the prison cell are basically experiencing life through the five senses that's their world so um when you look at how the five senses decode reality they see everything as apart from everything else because the five senses can only um, decode make visual reality a tiny band of frequency which we call visible light um you, ba the five senses basically live in a world of things like this computer and a light in a window with empty space in between. So to the five senses, everything is um, apart from everything else. Nothing's connected to anything else. And if you look at the world as if everything is random and unconnected, you're never, never even going to start to understand the game. Because wherever you look, whether it's this network of manipulation or whether it's reality itself, everything is connected in the end. Uh, and so the manipulation of the body and, you know, the chemicals that we have and the electromagnetic technologically generated fields that we live in are all impacting upon the body is very, very important because it's a very key area of perceptual control because uh, the five senses are feeding us this world and it's only when you expand your consciousness outside of the five senses that you start to see the world in a different way that's what we call waking up waking up is what is waking up from the prison cell of the five senses what are the five senses their bodily uh, uh, functions in terms of decoding reality so um as i got deeper into the the rabbit hole some years ago now you realize that actually there's an agenda for transforming the human body to make it a, a very different uh, entity to what we what we know and fundamental to that is changing the way that it uh, perceives reality and decodes reality uh, and so when you go to brave new world of Aldous Huxley uh, and his uh, his book brave new world in 1932 he's talking about the transformation of the human uh, uh, species so that we don't even procreate anymore what we call procreation the um, production of the species is done technologically and a lot of the things the technology he talked about in those days uh 1932 and there's a reason why he would have been had access to that knowledge uh, which i'll maybe get into um that technology is now coming online 
it's now appearing in the mainstream media like artificial wounds. And, and, and I saw a story about two, three weeks ago where, where they're saying, actually, these artificial wounds seem to be more efficient in producing children than, 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 than uh, female wounds. So um, from this um, understanding that they are in the process of changing the nature of the human body, and this is all connected to this um, AI connection to the human brain, et cetera. Uh, once you realize they they are seeking to change it into a much more synthetic state, this is why one of the um, the, the 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 exploding uh, disciplines, new disciplines in science, is um, synthetic biology, because that they're moving to a point where the, the body will be far more synthetic. So then you look at the jabs and they're putting in synthetic genetic material, self-replicating synthetic genetic material. And of course, they've, they've, they've already killed a lot of people and damaged people's health for life. But the point, the, the, the whole idea is that those that go through this transition will, um, will be moving towards a very different, um, a very different body in terms of its nature that, that's far more... Um, synthetic and and it's this synthetic um, uh, part of it uh, it would seem that means that in the end procreation will not happen when it reaches a certain level and at the same time if you connect loads of dots into this at the same time you've got uh, sperm counts for human 1.0 uh, plummeting I mean honestly plummeting there was one book came out um, recently um, which talked about if, if it goes on the way it's going then um, uh, procreation will not be possible much after 2045 it's been plummeting uh, and and it's plummeting because of um, radiation and you know men who have the the um, the smartphone in the pocket um it's plummeting because of chemicals and and, and stuff in in food drink water bottles uh bpa all this stuff uh tilt receipts uh and uh and so as as the human 2.0 this more synthetic human and it's meant to become more and more synthetic as we move on um, the more that um is developed the more they want to get rid of human 1.0 and so the, the 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 jabs even in that way have a have a dual role of they they're going to kill a lot of people because it's self-replicating this stuff it's it's going to impact upon people more and more and on the other side those that do go, go through this transition they're going to be uh, a, a very much more um synthetic um uh, synthetic nature in terms of the body now what this then brings us into is the reason for transgender to have come out of nowhere and suddenly be everywhere and become the dominant political correct uh, position in the hierarchy of political correctness first of all they start targeting men you know toxic masculinity and all that stuff because this woke mentality it's all been funded into existence through the schools and universities by this this cult and its billionaires that um, that serve it 
Um, so this is why George Soros, who couldn't care less about social justice, is, is funding all these apparent social justice organizations. Well, he doesn't care less. Do you think George Soros could care less about transgender people? Think he could care less about black people? Well, of course he couldn't. So why are you funding BLM? Ah, because you have an ulterior motive that's nothing to do with the benefit of black people. That's what that it's all about. So um, you have this, um, this first of all, um, targeting of men for two reasons. One, in the brave new world of known procreation, men are not necessary. And two, um, you want to reduce testosterone levels, which is exactly what's happening in line with sperm counts. Absolutely. Because you don't want men who are going to stand up and say no enough. You want weak men. That's what you're doing. This is why, because China is such a massive center for this cult, that while woke is weakening and weakening men in greater numbers all the time, not least through fear of not being weak, the, the, the Chinese government is saying we've got to stop, uh, we've got to uh, make sure, it, to use the phrase, men are men in China, right? So the opposite's happening there. And, and they are uh, turning the U.S. military woke. What do you think that's, that's happening on its ability to defend America? Uh, so, so this is... Um, this is a whole this whole transgender thing has so many elements, but this is a key one. It's a Trojan horse. I had a phrase for a long time when something comes out of nowhere and is suddenly everywhere. It's the agenda. Someone's pressed a button on the next stage. So this came out of nowhere. They started targeting men for reasons I've talked about. But I said at the time they were targeting men, they're going to they're going to come for the women next because mm -hmm. with a non procreating human, they don't need men, but they don't need women. Right. So they're going to come for them. And, and that's exactly what's going on. And so uh, this whole transgender um, situation uh, and the transgender activists, apart from the inner core, who, who will know, but the, the vast overwhelming majority, they somehow think it's about them. It's nothing to do with them. This is a, not about creating a transgender human. This is about creating a no gender human through no procreation. The idea is that humans have no gender. This is what the human 2.0 is eventually supposed to be. Uh, and uh, so uh, it's a con. It's a con. It's a con of the transgender people. So you 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 have this um, process now that's been going on and it's going on in the schools. A, a example. Uh, suddenly, for whatever amazing reason, obviously telepathy. <laughs> Governments all around the world and school situa uh, systems all around the world had this great idea about the same time that they put um, drag queens into schools to read stories to children and do their thing. Uh, what? Who had that idea? Well, I don't know. It came from on high, you know. And so why? And I have no problem with drag queens. Uh, you know, I, I have a simple philosophy on life. Do what you like so long as you don't impose it on anyone else. But. Why drag queens? If you want to confuse young children, because they're going to be the adults when this is really uh, getting uh, big time underway, then 
if you want to confuse them in terms of gender and confuse them in terms of their own gender, then a bloke with a beard in a dress acting like a woman is perfect to confuse you. And so in this period when this has been going on, more and more uh, children and young people have started to question their gender. Why? Because they've been manipulated to question it. That's why they're being confused, yeah, okay. they're being manipulated. This is the whole point. And, and there's another uh, element to this, which I, I picked up earlier. Uh, you know, this week there's been this, again, this return of this controversy over Leah Thomas, uh, a, a guy with a male body who was, what was it, 462nd or something ranked male in swimming in America. And then he said he was a woman and now he's the, the top male, uh, top uh, females, what? Probably. Freudian slip, but uh, uh, the top uh, so-called females uh, swimmer, and um, and and so you 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 have this uh, situation where uh, to to quote uh, Voltaire, if you uh, if those that can make you believe absurd absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Why? Because you by going back to what we talked about earlier. If you can get people to believe absurdities, you have control of their mind. And thus, with that control, you can get them to commit atrocities. It's, it's the same thing. And, 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 and then you have the bullying element so that people are frightened to, to even define woman. This is what this um, Brown-Jackson thing was all about this week. Of course, she can define a woman as a woman, but if she defines a woman as a woman, then her woke credentials are going to be shattered and she's going to get abuse from all uh, sides. And she is pushing this woke agenda anyway. That's why she's been put forward for the Supreme Court. And so she won't answer the question, can you define a woman? We've got a politician in Britain uh, who's Chancellor of the Exchequer because of that controversy with uh, Brown-Jackson. Um, he was asked on a radio show uh, this week, can you define a woman? And he wouldn't do it either. They're all terrified. Be and the reason that this is being uh, imposed so fiercely and with such bullying and with such consequences in terms of employment and everything is because they um, are pushing in the greater picture this agenda of um, the end of male and female. Uh, into a no gender um, synthetic uh, type uh, human and all these dots and all these movements are um, are all connected uh, to that yeah and it seems like a uh, cory in uh, the chat here says we're just becoming grays what do you think of that theory that the grays are us in the future or maybe some kind of archetype for where we're headed seems pretty close well um uh, i i've thought for a long 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 time that the greys are, are, are they're basically cyborgs you know so um what what um what, what where where are they taking humans in terms of um connecting ai to the human brain they're turning us into cyborgs and and you see if you if we go into the, the the deeper levels of this you know i've just finished a book actually it's just gone into uh, production today um, where I go really deep, really deep in the rabbit hole in terms of uh, so much, not least the nature of the simulation and the nature of so many elements of it that 
uh, people don't realize actually um, what they take to be natural is not actually natural anyway. Uh, but um, the, uh, the simulation has been created uh, to hijack human perception. So if you are only in uh, experiencing reality through the five senses, you're only experiencing it through the simulation. It's, it's the equivalent of um, the simulation is the equivalent of putting on a headset when you come out of the womb, like a virtual reality headset. And, and what happens if you use a virtual reality headset is you can take it off and you can get a, another version of reality that's different to the headset. So you have something to compare the headset with that makes you see that it's a headset and this is a virtual reality. But imagine if you came out the womb with a headset on and you never took it off. And all the information you were receiving um, is, is from the simulation, is from the virtual reality. You would believe the virtual reality was real and you would, you would take it to be natural reality and everything that you, you experience you take to be some kind of creation. And it is, but not the creation people think it is. Um, and so what we're seeing with this um, smart grid and with this Zuckerberg metaverse is simulations within a simulation. So what they're doing is that they are um, creating more and more layers of illusion to entrap people. So if you go into the metaverse, then you are in a simulation within a simulation. And it's, you know, uh, the, 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 the smart grid is um, a technologically generated uh, field, cloud, they call it, of, of what? Of information. What is, what is the Wi-Fi field? that this computer is picking up and turning into a completely different um, expression on the screen. The only place that um, what we see on the screen of a computer coming from Wi-Fi exists is on the screen. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Everywhere else, that same information is, is, is in radiation form and it's electrical code form. The only place it exists is here. And uh, everywhere else, it's just um, information encoded in radiation. So when Elon Musk and others, but particularly him, are putting up all these low uh, orbit satellites, beaming 5G and Wi-Fi at the Earth, so they cover every inch of the Earth, that's the idea. We are living in the equivalent of a vast field of Wi-Fi. How does anyone think that's going to affect our perception of reality? It's like another layer, another reality layer on top of what's already, I would suggest, a simulation. And then you've got the next stage, which is the metaverse, which is coming from this Wi-Fi cloud. 
and 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 in the end you're getting further and further away from the true self the true i which is consciousness a state of eternal constantly experiencing consciousness they've got your perception so focused that you you literally don't know who you are where you are and what's going on that's the idea that's the trap and and if you look at the woke mentality the same thing can be seen because it comes down in the end to self-identity um what we perceive ourselves to be is what we experience if you think you are little me and have no power then you'll do what authority tells you because you think authority knows more than you and has more power than you and therefore you do what it says you will live a little me life not because you have to but because you believe that's who you are so that's what you experience so the idea all the time is to is to focus attention in smaller and smaller senses of self-identity so when i was growing up in the 50s 1950s uh, you had um men and you had women you identified as a man you identified as a woman you might identify as your income bracket your religion your race whatever and so you are that you are one step from realizing that you are consciousness uh, by identifying with those labels of the human life and the labels of the human life when you identify with them not that you know it's an experience that's what it is that's what those labels are their experiences but when you identify who i am in totality is those labels then what's happened is you're pulled into the five senses because the five senses operate in the world of those labels that that's where what the the perception that dominates so what they've done with uh with the woke mentality is subdivided and subdivided into greater and greater minutiae those original labels so now you have this long list of letters lgbt and on and on and on it goes uh, where people are self-identifying their eye with the minutiae of their sexuality you know it's 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 pulling people in to smaller and smaller senses of self-identity and the, the smaller the sense of self-identity the 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 less aware you are of the true i which is which is consciousness and that you know i've been saying through all these years that the bottom line of this global conspiracy is to isolate human consciousness in the five senses and to disconnect an influence of expanded levels of awareness because those expanded levels of awareness are not subject to the manipulation of the of the simulation they operate outside the simulation they're, they're a frequency level beyond the simulation so the idea is that you manipulate people's perception uh, and and make them five sense centric so that what um what happens is they're in the simulation and of the simulation and i've no other uh, radar to compare with and what happens when people so-called awake this is this is the process what what, what what does that mean awake they are awakening to a greater uh, level of consciousness and uh, uh, eventually they breach the the frequency walls 
of this simulation and they start to connect into expanded levels of awareness and at that point they're accessing that radar that other way of seeing the world and suddenly what what they saw like this before they now go whoa i see it because if if, if you um only look at the world and research the world through the five senses you're never going to get it because the five senses are going to keep telling you that everything's apart from everything else what happens when you expand your awareness out of the uh the control frequency if you like is you realize that everything's connected and that means reality in general but it also means that corporations and banks and politicians and governments and and big pharma and big tech are all connected you see the connections and uh, so it's um you can see why they want to hold us here because while we're here in terms of our perception of the way we experience the world they got us yeah yeah i, I don't know how we can even never top this you're just on a roll <laughs> I, I forget i'm hosting i'm just listening uh ben wanted to let you know he had to drop out he had to go back to work but we're also okay. at an hour, so we'll we'll get you out of here. But I do, in closing, want to know where you think this is going in the next couple of years, maybe in the next six months, maybe next decade. What's your your David Ike predictions for the, what what's going to be coming? Well, I I, I think that um, a lot of people are going to go deeper in the coma, um, uh, but a lot of people are going to come out of it. Um, and uh, you know, I, I've said that. Um, by the end of 2024, early 2025, uh, I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be over. My God, are you kidding? Uh, uh, but what I have said is I think it's going to be um, clearer and clearer that this cult is losing its power. Uh, and uh, it, it's what is its power? It's control of human perception. That's, that's his power. It ain't got any power itself. You know, uh, the biggest mistake that people can make in this arena is to think that this cult is all powerful. It's not. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's a little boy in short trousers. Um, what, the way it controls us is um, we live in two worlds, uh, two worlds in one world, and the difference between the two worlds is knowledge. So if you look at um, the population, uh, there is a fierce structure, getting even more fiercer, that dictates the information that the population receive right from the earliest age, throughout the formative years through the education system created in America by people like the Rockefellers and J.D. Rockefeller, of course. Um, but the same system works around the world. And what is that education system when it's not? It's a programming system. It's telling you what reality is. And uh, there are um, uh, carrots and uh, sticks for whether you accept that or whether you don't. Um, you accept it. You are a brilliant scholar, a first class degree, a degree of programming. Uh, and uh, if you don't accept it, then you are a disruptive influence in the classroom. So that is there. Add the media, add Silicon Valley with all its censorship. It is, it is holding the population in a very limited state of knowledge awareness unless the population expands outside of the limitations of the simulation as i would call it 
in which case they're going to start to access knowledge that exists out there that is way beyond anything you can find here. And then they start to see things in a different way. But if they don't do that and they stay within this simulation frequency band, then that knowledge is what they're going to believe is reality. And then we have this other world. And this is the world of the cult, which is a network, a global network of secret societies uh, with an interlocking leadership, which the overwhelming, massive, vast majority of people within the uh, secret society network don't know that this interlocking leadership exists. They think their secret societies operate in and of themselves. They don't. There might be one or two that do, but most of them, they connect into this interlocking leadership. Um, it's a massive web of compartmentalized knowledge again. And what is happening and has happened through this, through the, the period that we call life, is that um, to the chosen few, not Bill and Joe down the Freemasons Lodge, um, to the chosen few in this, the inner core of this web, generation after generation, knowledge is passed on secretly. Uh, which is secret because they don't want the population to know it. Part of that information is where the world's being taken so that if you keep that from the population, they think everything that's happening is random when it's very carefully um, coordinated to a particular end. Uh, and the other area, massively important, that they pass on through the secret society networks and keep from the people is the nature of reality and the nature of the true eye. They don't want people to know that. They don't want people to know who they are, where they are, or what the hell's going on. Uh, and 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 it's it's got to the point where, well, uh, probably been at this point for a long time, where, you know, the, the, the first thing I want to know is, okay, who am I? Where am I? Where do I come from? Where am I going? What is this place? I want to know that. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, the vast majority of people don't. They just don't really think about it much and just carry on. And they, they want to keep them in that ignorance. And so you have um, uh, this knowledge that's used against the population, this knowledge of how reality works, how if they can get your perception, they've got your experience because your perception becomes your experience. They know that. Uh, and and that because they know that's how reality works. They know that's how the simulation works for a start. So they um, are using that knowledge against the population, which is unaware that that knowledge exists. So you get people who will wave their hand and say, well, oh, that's load of rubbish, mate. That's not possible. No, no, it's absolutely possible. It's just that you don't know. And funnily enough, what you believe and what is true are not necessarily the same thing. And uh, so we're looking at a rigged game. It's not that this cult is all powerful. It's that this cult keeps its target population in a greater level of ignorance than it's in. And it has to do that because once this is why it's terrified of, of humanity awakening. And I mean terrified because it knows the game's up then because the game is no longer rigged. Once the population or great chunks of it start to awaken to see and know what what this cult knows and more. So when you look at the one of the major symbols of this cult, which is the all seeing eye, the single all seeing eye, it's very, very appropriate that. Because. 
it is the equivalent this cult is the equivalent of in the kingdom of the blind the one-eyed man is king they are incredibly limited when you're in a state of consciousness that they're in which is uh um what what you might call evil which i define as the absence of love uh, and, and you're you're in this uh, very limited state of consciousness if, if if you if you are seeking to impose your will on the population if you have no empathy and thus you will do anything uh, to get your way no matter how much suffering you create then you are not in an expanded state of consciousness you're a bloody idiot actually but the idiot um, can control if it keeps the population symbolically and literally in an in a lower state of idiocy through uh, suppression of knowledge and so this awakening is to to the greater consciousness that we all have it's the answer it's it's the answer because it's reversing what created the problem and so where we go from here depends on how that awakening proceeds because um, if people stay in their box their little box of ignorance this is in a box it's just in a quite slightly bigger one then what if you don't remove the cause the problem will continue this tyranny will continue and go on its way but if enough people awaken um this this can be this can be brought down because it, it's it's not all powerful it's very weak and you know people are, uh, by by comparison with the potential of what humanity can be and you know when you look at all this censorship which is getting more and more extreme that's not a that's not a symbol of power that's a symbol of weakness these people are weak they're terrified why because they know their narrative cannot stand up to scrutiny it can't because it's a pack of lies and therefore the only way of defending it and protecting it is to delete anything that's exposing it so this uh censorship is not an expression of power it's an expression of desperation and one of the things that's happened in the covid era is it, it to to, a, to a, a, an extent it's been a learning experience for the cult because they've had a look at it and they've thought when we go for it again what do we need to do before then because what thwarted us in the areas various areas this time and one of the ways that it was thwarted of course despite all the censorship was the alternative media shows like yours and what i do etc and um so they're now uh, seeking they are in britain with something called the online safety bill pure fascism um to target the alternative media by using the term harm so we've got a bill a similar one going through canada and australia and various other places um called the online safety bill which 
will give power to a fascist organization called Ofcom, which was created by Tony Blair in 2001. That's how fascist it is. And um, it's being given power not only the, over the entire broadcast media in Britain, which it's always had, but also Internet, uh, which it was always going to do. That's what it was developed for. And uh, if this law were not the if when, because the MPs are all in favor of it because they're morons, that's why they're MPs, uh, they, um, Ofcom will be able to say this cannot be posted on the Internet because it might harm people. And what they say might harm people can be perfectly lawful or legal. You could say it in the street and there's no law against it. But if they say, well, it could be harmful and you could make a case for anything being harmful to someone, um, then um, it has to be taken down. Or there are massive fines and um, possible jail uh, terms if you don't. Uh, so uh, this is not power that it seems to be. It's desperation. And the idea is that they look at the COVID two years and they say, what thwarted us? What do we have to delete so it doesn't thwart us next time? Um, and the next time is not necessarily going to be very far away, by the way. Uh, and, and this is what they're going for. Uh, this is why they're designating through the Department of Homeland Security uh, anyone who questions the government as a domestic terrorist. It's, it's all part of this same process to reach a point where no one sees or is anything that isn't sanctioned by authority um, because they are desperate to maintain control of perception, to maintain control of behavior. And uh, the, um, the only way out of here is to break out of the perceptual stranglehold that this cult through its authority uh, has upon the human mind. And this is why everything they do, and I mean everything, ultimately, if you go deep enough, is psychological in its intent. Perfectly said. Yep. Well, before we cut yep. you out of here, uh, give us the name of your new book and anything else you want to yeah. promote, and uh, we'll be sure to send people your way. Right, well, the um, the book is out at the moment. I've turned out furiously. <laughs> Um, uh, is called Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. And uh, a renegade mind is different to a critically thinking mind because a critically thinking mind can critically think and then acquiesce to what it's seen the situation to be. A renegade mind never will. It will critically think and then it will say, well, I'm not cooperating with what I've seen is going on. So that, that's a renegade mind. So that, that's, that's gone out. It's been very, very successful. Uh, but the one I've just finished is called The Trap. And it's um, not only about what the trap is, it's about how, how we can get out of it. Uh, and uh, because, you know, it's, it's not as difficult as it maybe uh, seems because these people are not as all-powerful as they're perceived to be. They absolutely are not. I mean, I, I, I refuse to take them seriously. I mean, I take what they do seriously, and I obviously have spent, you know, much of my life exposing them. But... Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not intimidated by them because I think they're a joke. They're a joke. The, 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 the best thing you can do is laugh at them. I mean, is there anyone with a brain on active duty that takes Fauci seriously? Have you seen him? What about Gates? Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that do. That's what sucks. Yeah, exactly. It just shows yeah, the level. Of, Look at the White House. Massive yeah, joke. Just, yeah, yeah, but it just, I mean, and by the way, in terms of psychology, 
Why have they put a senile man in the White House and an idiot as um, vice president? It's, it's psychological. They've done it on purpose. They've done it on purpose because they're trying to break the spirit of Americans that, uh, and, uh, and break the self-respect of Americans. And they're also saying, look, we can put anyone in the White House that we want. So it's all it, even that's psychological. Um, so, uh, you know, if you. Um, if we go on doing what we're doing and, and continue as we we have, then as the saying goes, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. But we have the opportunity now to see through it. And, and if we do, we can bring this down ridiculously quickly because, you know, it takes a long time um, for cracks to appear in a dam. But once the cracks appear, the dam can fall very quickly. So, um, you know, people shouldn't see the situation that we're in as uh, impossible. There's nothing we can do. Um, there absolutely is. And, and the reason this cult is so terrified, it's incredibly insecure. Honestly, I mean, you may say, oh, you know, look at Klaus Schwab, you know, um, incredibly insecure um, uh, because only insecure people want to control everything. You show me a control freak, I'll show you an insecure person. Secure people don't want to control everything. They're quite happy with states of flux and not being able to call the outcome. You know, they're a fine room. The outcome's going to be. But secure people are, are fine with that insecure people are not this is why this cult has to control everything has to control all sides as best it can because it, it, it needs at all times to be sure of what the outcome is going to be because uncallable outcomes terrify it uh and and um so we shouldn't give it uh power um and i i just find myself laughing you know i say to people if you're frightened of klaus schwab just imagine him having sex oh. and they start laughing right well, yeah, so you can't laugh and be frightened at the same time. I mean, look at Klaus Schwab. I mean, look at him. What a pillock. Um, <laughs> and, and, and we're supposed to be intimidated by him. You know, I mean, what? <laughs> what? So, you know, th these people don't, don't frighten you when you laugh at them. And, and they don't frighten you when you realize that they're pathetic and they're not all powerful. And when we realize what power we have and the fact that their power, this is their great this is their great ability. They have a real ability. It's in manipulating the target population to give its power to them in the form of acquiescence. That's how we transfer power from the population to the to the cult through acquiescence to what authority tells us. When we stop doing that, that transfer of power stops. And you've only got to look at the mathematics. Some people, someone comes out of the White House and says, we've had a discussion, this is what's going to happen, which they've been doing over and over again in the COVID era. <coughs> but they come out of the White House or Downing Street. We've had a discussion, this is what's going to happen. <coughs> but enough people say, we're not doing it. We're not doing that. Are you joking? We're not doing that. Wear a face nappy, a face diaper. You're, you're mad. I've been on my kid all day at school. Ooh, no chance, mate. It's unenforceable. It's unenforceable once enough people won't acquiesce to it. So the whole foundation of the control by this cult of the population is the population acquiescing to the dictates of authority and thus transferring the power, the power of no to the power of yes, sir, no, sir, which is the giving the power to the cult.
the power of no um, is um, is what will bring this down. You know, I've I, I made a decision um, when this started. I was I wasn't going to do any of it. Uh, and and if I couldn't do something because um, I wouldn't acquiesce, then I wouldn't do it. And the circumstance, the consequences would take care of themselves. I'm not doing it. And I went through the whole era. I never locked down. I went out when I wanted. I never wore a face nappy. Um, I never even had the bloody uh, temperature thing taken. I never social distanced. If people wanted to avoid me, fine, that's their choice. I'm not going to avoid them. I'm not frightened of them. Um, and, and I've done any of it. And as for the jab, you must be joking. No chance. And I sit here now. I mean, you know, things can change, of course, they can. Uh, and I meant to change, but I sit here now, and there's nothing I can't do that someone in England who has acquiesced to all of it can do. Uh, and uh, standing by, standing by it, and not not let, let, letting, um, not giving an inch um, is um, if enough people will do it. We'll bring this down. And the question is, at what point do we reach that critical mass of not doing it? You know, I think there's a very good chance that by right the end of 2024 into 2025, we might reach that point, not where it's over, but where you can see, hey, enough people are starting to do this for, for this cult to lose its power. And why will it lose its power? Because that which is giving it its power is no longer giving it. It's that simple. Bravo. What a <laughs> note to end it on. Man, thank you so much for uh, taking you. time out of your day to get with us on our dumb little show and uh, lay some lay some bangers down. I know uh, a lot of people in the chat were had very nice things to say about you, so we appreciate you coming on. Real pleasure. Thanks. Anytime. All right. Well, have a good night, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Great. Bye.